Welcome back! Welcome back to the We Watch Sports Podcast. The podcast that has been getting pretty creative with their Instapot recipes. We are your hosts, Graham and Andy. Graham, how are you? Super. How was your uh, holiday break? We took a break over Thanksgiving. We did took a little bit of of a break. Um, Part of it was all of the tryptophan that I ate. Um, tryptophan is the ingredient in turkey that makes you sleepy. So I OD'd on after all the, yeah, after, after that, after my Thanksgiving day meal, I was asleep for about two and a half days. We went into hibernation. (laughs) What if humans hibernated? (laughs) I feel like I do living in the Pacific Northwest, the rainy season. You just want to curl up and sleep. Is it like the monsoon season in desert? Good old monsoons. God, those we don't really zones. we don't we don't really have seasons in Texas. It's it was eighty degrees today. Tomorrow it's fifty. Who knows? Probably fifty again. Yeah, I uh, here's how crazy the weather is. Is I have two uh, hose like spouts on the side of my house. Only one of them is covered with the thing when it gets cold out. Ooh. Because I figure if one's covered and it's only below freezing like once or twice a week, I should be fine. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I don't know much about home ownership. <laughs> I've also killed uh, just about every plant <laughs> because I refuse to go out and cover them with a blanket. Yeah. I don't even have that many blankets. Like the, yeah. The shrubs are doing great, but the, the actual flowers get destroyed immediately. I have a hard enough time folding a fitted sheet. Gosh, it is tough to put on a fitted sheet. They're the worst. You always get sweaty doing it, too. Oh, yeah. I always try and re- don't do the reach myself. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, you can't do that. What am I thinking? It's never worked in <laughs> thousands of years of sheets. Someday I'm going to be old, the guy. The old dual, the old dually corner. That's <laughs> <laughs> Oh, nobody's oh, folded that with their own body since they was putting uh, putting uh, stoves in their rooms. Um, I remember one time. So I go back and forth on if I actually enjoy Facebook or not. But one time, one of my cousins talked about how he didn't want to run his heater at night. This is in like the middle of nowhere, Illinois, because he's trying to save money but asked if it would be safe to leave his oven on with the door open all night, his gas oven. And he has, at the time, had two kids under the age of four. Well. And I was like, I will pay your electricity bill for the night. Please do not leave your stove running with the door open to heat your home. He called you back in the summer inquiring about leaving his refrigerator open. That at least is a little bit safer than leaving a gas oven on all yeah, night. Yeah, until he realizes that all of his food went bad after he ate it. So, rookie mistake. Cousin Jeff. God. <laughs> well, he's still alive and the kids are doing great. So, I guess that story worked out. <laughs> They've been heated ever um, since. <laughs> but obviously, we took a couple weeks off. We're back. And I'm excited before we get into this episode today. We've got a pretty unique um email this week to cover Mm -hmm. uh i read it once and i was like oh 
I can't imagine that's real. And then I read it again, and it is real because I noticed that he also attached the photo uh, of well, – you'll, you'll kind of get that as you, you hear this, but um, this one's I think there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah, this one has we typically we do not fact check on this podcast, but we have this uh, for this letter. We had thousands to choose from, and this is the one that we decided to go with for whatever reason. We got Trump's guy to fact check it for us. <laughs> we got Kellyanne Conway to fact check it for us. <laughs> Sean Spicer proofread it. <laughs> Sean Hannity screamed it into reality, and then Bill O'Reilly grabbed its ass. <laughs> Speaking of grabbing ass, this is kind of sports related. Have you seen the video of that reporter that was at like a, uh, she was at like a 10 K like reporting <laughs> yeah. as all the runners ran yeah. by. And then that guy grabbed her ass, which is horrible. Right. And did you see who he is? Like the internet found no. him. He's a youth pastor. Oh boy. Yeah. Youth pastor. And I think Atlanta. So he's, he, uh, he's been arrested. Um, and charged with something, but it's like, of course, the creepy white guy that grabs some girl's ass is a youth pastor. Yikes. Couldn't be like a drunk bar hopper or something no. like that. No, it couldn't have been something that made sense. It was like, oh, yeah, uh, we should make sure that, you know, we further alienate people from the church because this is the, the example that's being set. The scary part is that actually surprises me less that it was a youth, pa- youth pastor. That's true. Yeah. I don't know what pastor he was it could have been like a scientologist but it just said youth pastor identified he probably was the head of the fca in his local high school probably i don't know what the fca oh, is but the fellowship of christian athletes that's right that's right i knew it as soon as i said that <laughs> <laughs> um so graham do you want to read this letter that we got it looks like from fred fred frederick fred, yes freddie Friedrich. That's it, I yeah. think. That's how he pronounced it on his... Uh, he left us a message on our answering machine. Oh, crazy. Machine. You can actually, um, for all the people listening to this, you can actually leave us a message if you want. Um, if you go to anchor.fm slash sports, there's an option to leave us a voicemail. We just have to make sure we have the tape flipped over. Yeah, you have to flip the tape, and then when the tape runs out, I have to put it in my tape rewinder. <laughs> it looks like a car, and you press it down, the headlights come on. <laughs> it's the DeLorean. Those are parts for those are hard to come by these days. Yeah, it's real tough. <laughs> Dear sports boys, my name is Friedrich. And I have a question for you that is a tad bit unconventional. Recently, I've gone through... T- <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh free. <laughs> Recently, I've gone it's- through a divorce and decided rather than get back in the dating pool because who wants to go through that hurricane? That I would instead be open and honest with myself and my family about true love which is my real size role-playing girlfriend if you have seen the movie laws and the real girl you know what i'm talking about anyways 
I was wondering what would be the most accepting spirit for me to take Christine out on a date to. She's never seen a live sporting event, but that's because she's a doll. But I want to make sure she is accepted in the loving doll that she is. Thanks so much, Friedrich. So because of his accent, he was a little bit hard to understand. Yeah. Um, um, what what I, was his actual question? It seems if I can, I, I've read this letter several times and have been horrified by the photos, but here's, here's what I got is that Frederick, Frederick got divorced mm-hmm. and rather than get back out there and look for a, another person, he has purchased a doll, a sex doll, a love doll. Uh, named Christine, and he's asking us what is the best sporting event to take Christine to. You know what? He put in the hard work of getting a woman in the first place, and she left him, obviously. I wouldn't – I don't blame her. But, you know, he just doesn't want to have to do that again. He already – he paid his dues. You think you have to buy, like, two tickets? Or can he just buy one? Here's the real question. Can he yeah. or does he? Great question. Because I bet he could get away with only buying one ticket. Right. But that would delegitimatize his girlfriend. That's true. Um, oh, boy. So I think we have to, like, look at some just kind of starting points is absolutely do not take her to any high school sporting events because I think that that's going to put you – get him put on a list. Yeah. Um, as some sort of sexual deviant because while we are understanding of his unique situation and the fact that he's decided to go with a love doll, um, minors may not be. So I think we eliminate any high school sporting event. Mm. Yeah, that's probably a safe idea. Um, I would also... Probably don't go home for the holidays yet. Yeah, I would think about trying to go places that if the camera like if the kiss cam which is when you're at an arena they'll move the camera around and put you up on the jumbotron i would want to be at a sporting event with a love doll where it's dark around the outside so that there is no camera going through and getting you on the jumbotron fair Uh, unless you wanted to propose Um, to your pretend girlfriend correct um because just the thought of him being shown on the jumbotron with his love doll and then kissing it is really uncomfortable for me. I've seen freakier things, but not in public. Just on rotten.com. <laughs> <laughs> Used to be one of my favorite websites. I'd, I'd um, go peruse that and then head over to Homestar Runner to uh, grab some videos of Trogdor. <laughs> <laughs> Or stop by Newgrounds and play balloons. <laughs> Maybe check out E-Bombs World. <laughs> Is that still a thing? Probably. Um, I think you need to take the Love Doll to like not a major sporting event and one that has also kind of unique fans. So what comes to mind is somewhere that when it's on TV, the audience is dark, there's not a jumbotron, and it's set kind of in a weird place. I think you take her to professional bowling. Mm. Or pool. Yeah. Darts. Darts. Poker, maybe. Maybe professional um, 
like axe throwing. Yep. Or um, what's the game where you throw the the sandbag across and you have to cornhole, cornhole. maybe professional sure. cornhole. American Ninja Warrior. Um, yeah, could be. Um, maybe if like there's any sort of like a Disney on ice in town, maybe you hit up one of those. The musical Cats. Yeah, just really any musical. Um, maybe if your town has one of those Red Bull events, you could take her to that. A flume tog. Maybe on the log flume at your local amusement park. Discovery Land. Maybe one of those trampoline places. <laughs> an indoor, uh, an indoor skydiving arena (laughs) i think that might be it i think an indoor skydiving is probably your best bet (laughs) because that's just a moment to be shared between frederick and his uh love doll christine and i think that's probably the best that's probably the best idea we've had so far i can just imagine her catching wind and it would be like charlie and the chocolate factory I wonder how heavy those things are. Like, are they going to float? Is it blow up or one of the model ones? No, it's made out of like some kind of silicone. Oh boy, that's probably yeah. pretty heavy. That's what I was thinking. That's like a lot of. In uh, I, I know this is a not a great saying, but it's a lot of dead weight. <laughs> uh, oh boy! Um, Reminds me of my first it, wife. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, golly. Um, I might even suggest don't take her out in public. This podcast, that might just, this podcast got dark. Yeah, I maybe would suggest to Frederick that he not take her to an event because um, society may not be ready for the love between a man and a silicone mold of a woman. Yeah, I mean, every, I think everyone's okay if you just have one at your house and you have intercourse with it from time to time. Yeah. But the minute you start taking it out in public, people are going to start to wonder what's wrong. Who hurt you? So (laughs) probably his dad, if psychology tells us anything, (laughs) maybe an uncle, (laughs) the priest. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Someone trusted that the family didn't suspect, but anyway, Frederick, um, I I appreciate you writing into us. That's that's very brave. And this new endeavor, well, maybe not for Graham and I. It sounds like you're happy, and that's what's really important. You do you. For you to, for yeah, you, you do you. Um, just please don't do anything in public with the doll because I just don't think any of us are ready for that. Yeah, I mean, maybe use it to get in the HOV lane, but. Other than that, yeah. probably not a good idea. I just, <clears throat> for whatever reason, I just imagined Frederick going on a date to like a Sonic with his with Christine, the love doll, and they each getting foot-long chili cheese coney dogs. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. That thing's had way worse things inside of it <laughs> instead of the chili cheese coney dog. <laughs> uh, that's actually uh. Frederick's nickname for his unit. Chili yeah, cheese that probably dog. is. Um, hey, I have, so thanks I have great for, news. Okay, what's your great news? Uh, this week's sponsor is 
a good okay one. i can't wait to hear it yeah okay. we you know we we've let them pile up because we haven't recorded in a couple of weeks and yeah we had so many so so many that i didn't even want to read them um because i don't enjoy reading as well documented on this podcast tis the season for giving so we don't always just take the largest check sometimes that's actually well <laughs> until now we haven't taken the largest check every single time but this week is a little bit different because this organization has no money yeah that's true they just have a lot of love in their hearts so we're just doing this because we love them because of the love that they've spread to the rest of the world this week's podcast is brought to you by the gathering of the juggalos this is the 20th annual gathering of the juggalos and we are really looking forward to it. Graham, what are some of the things you're looking forward to at this year's Gathering of the Juggalos? Well, obviously, Insane Clown Posse is going to be there. Yeah, of course. Uh, this year, we're going to have Bone Thugs in Harmony. Okay. Butcher Babies. Uh, <laughs> City Morgue. Wait, what was that? Was that The Butcher nope, Babies? just Butcher Babies. The Butcher Babies okay. is playing at uh, one in Sweden, so... Uh, City Morgue. Um, I'm not sure. I think it's supposed to be Ghetto Boys, but okay. it's spelled G E T O. Yeah. So it's Ghetto Boys. Um, Ghost Main. For whatever reason, Gilbert Gottfried is going to be there. Oh, okay. What do you people want? <laughs> Guar. So it is on my bucket list to see Guar live once. Okay. Well. So I could get that done while we're now's here. Now's your chance. And while you're there, yeah. you can go see Randy's Cheeseburger Picnic. Oh, uh, it's one of my favorite cheeseburger yeah. picnics. Um, I just want to – I did a little bit of research while you are reading that. Graham, do you know what the um, – the yell or signal to one person to another that their juggalos is um, a sticker on their Honda Civic. It could be that. Um, it's also saying the word "whoop" three times. Oh yeah, whoop. Whoop whoop whoop. Whoop whoop whoop. Whoop whoop whoop. Whoop 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 whoop. whoop. No, nope, that was too many. Uh, according according to the internet, it's a loud yell of expressive or eagerness, exuberation or jubilation, and it says. Here's the definition from the Juggalos. And you're whooped out by the end of the day. Okay, so let's think about what this means. You say whoop whoop when you run into a fellow Juggalo, parentheses, a member of your hive. You say it when you're drunk or sober. It has many meanings. Whoa. So what we're trying to say is whoop whoop. Make sure that you check out the Gathering of the Juggalos 20th anniversary in beautiful indiana springville indiana it's gorgeous the time of the year that whenever this event is july 31st to august oh. 3rd there's nothing better than the midwest in the middle of the summer if any of our loyal listeners are mm -hmm. juggalos or juggalettes uh, i'm sorry first but uh please reach out to us i have so many questions so many questions. You can come on the podcast. Like we could do a whole episode just on Yeah, I think like the the hive. 
juggling is a sport, so it makes sense. Yeah, I think it does. Um, but thank you to for them sponsoring us, which is great. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Um, that's really, really great. Whoop, whoop, whoop. So there's that. Boy, um, I don't really know how to top all of that, but... We should just call it you know, an episode it, right there. We should probably just end it there. But as always, these episodes are going to be anywhere between you know ninety and one hundred and twenty minutes. So we're just getting warmed up. Haven't even started the um, sermon. You know, it's <laughs> we just got to the passing of the peace, <laughs> or as my dad calls it every year, passing of the flu. <laughs> that's a that's a Jomo original. Oh man, he's pretty proud of that I one. Bet he is. Um, so we're at the holiday season. Uh, it could be any holiday, depending on what you personally celebrate. But do you have any, Graham, do you have any sports memories around the holidays? Mm, that's a good question. I can remember the first time I saw the eight-legged turkey. Okay, I'm going to need to know more about that. On the Thanksgiving Day football game, I don't remember which network it is, but Somebody always presents an eight-legged turkey to one of the teams or both the teams for their Thanksgiving meal. I remember seeing it the first time and being like, wait, how did they do that? Where can I find a living eight-legged turkey? Yeah, I'm confused about that as well. I don't know. I think it's some kind of weird genetic mutation or something. But anyway. Would you would you eat an eight-legged turkey? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I would too. I mean, it's eight times better than a regular turkey, right? I don't think that's true because a turkey does have two legs. <laughs> so I think it makes it like six times better or maybe four. I don't know. I'm not a math guy. Definitely um, 30% at least. Yeah, at least 30%. Um, yeah, I, I. so I don't have that, but I am quite looking forward to um, – my parents and I every year watch the Illinois versus Missouri college basketball game, Ooh. which takes place like two days before Christmas. Um, even though I grew up in Missouri, my parents did not. And so we are a strong University of Illinois household. Um, really, really pumped. The only thing that's hard for me is because I really, really like the NBA. And so college basketball is like 60% as good as the NBA. Um, so it's not quite as fun to watch. And a lot of times, instead of the games being played in like the nineties and 100 points, so things are moving fast. It's a slug fest. It's like 41, 44, a lot of bricks Just really grinding out. It's basically the opposite of what happens with, uh, NFL and college football and college football is often very high scoring NFL often not. Well, I think that's a really great segue to our first topic is the college football playoffs are here and it's well established on this podcast that I do not know anything about college football, but I love a good bracket. I love to fill out brackets. I love saying the word bracket. Um, I like to cause racket, which is almost a bracket. So college football gives us a bracket. And so, Graham, what I need your help with is there are four teams left. I need to figure out 
how to pick a team to jump on their bandwagon this late in the season. Have I got an idea for you? So for our listeners, there are four teams left that will be playing for the college football championship. The number one team is LSU. They will play the number four team, Oklahoma. The number two team, Ohio State, will play number three, Clemson. So LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, and Oklahoma are the four teams that are left. Uh, I have nothing in common with any of these teams. There's nothing that ties me to any of these schools so i am completely available to jump on whichever bandwagon will hopefully win well i do believe that you need to stay away from lsu and clemson because you're not from the south yeah um i think anyone in the south that's a part of the sec kind of has to have some deep roots in order to be a fan yeah i did some research um and the first thing I always look at is like how the quarterback is like the number one player you pay attention to on every football team. So I looked at the four quarterbacks and based solely on their names, I'm going to pick one. So LSU's quarterback is Joe Burrows. Oklahoma has Jalen Hurts. Ohio State has Justin Fields. And Clemson has Trevor Lawrence. And in our notes for this episode, I wrote that he looks like the son of Inspector Gadget. <laughs> uh, which is oddly specific, but uh, for those of you that get it, you'll know exactly what I mean. So um, what's your favorite <clears throat> person's name? Side, side note to all this, uh, Joe yeah. Burrows just won the Heisman Trophy. He did. So Joe Burrows just won the Heisman Trophy. Um, I saw that last night. What I also saw last night was that they unearthed some of Joe Burrow's previously uh, semi-racist Twitter posts from when he was like 16. I hate that. I know. Um, I Yeah, here's the thing, though. He did say some pretty bad things. <laughs> Who hasn't? Well, I don't know if I've ever said some of the things that he said, but... I'm going to have to eliminate Joe Burrows because I don't want the controversy. I just want an easy pick. Okay. So that leaves me Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, or the son of Inspector Gadget. Um, I'm going to toss out Trevor Lawrence from Clemson because I don't like that he looks like Inspector Gadget. So that leaves us Ohio State's Justin Fields or Oklahoma's Jalen Hurts. So when I had Googled all of these people – I saw this video of Jalen Hurts squatting like a thousand pounds on his back, yep, which is pretty crazy. So I'm going to pick Jalen Hurts of Oklahoma. That's a good solid choice. <clears throat> yeah, that was incredible to see someone have that much weight on their back and squat and not just disintegrate into the ground. A little uh, extra credit for anybody at the water cooler talking about college football. Um, yeah, you could mention about how much better Jalen Hurts' career has been since he went from Alabama to Oklahoma. That's true. He transferred. Yep. A couple years he got benched in the championship game, and the backup quarterback came in and won them the game and was uh, famous from then on and took his spot. So Jalen Hurts sat out for a year on the bench and then went to Oklahoma where he has just been killing it. So Jalen Hurts is obviously the best quarterback name. Now, Grant, the second question that I, I thought to ponder was, 
if I'm going to be paying attention to potentially two college football games, and I'm not a fan of college football, I should go ahead and choose the team that has the uniforms that are most pleasing to the eye. So I went ahead and broke down the colors of each of the uniforms of the teams that are competing. So LSU is purple and gold. Side note, purple and gold was my high school colors, so take that for what you will. That could be a good or a bad thing, depending on uh, how you, the listeners, think my high school experience was. (laughs) Um, Thanks, Mom. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just go to school. Um, (laughs) Oklahoma is a maroon, burgundy, crimson, maroon five-ish color. Um, Just look this up. It's their own color called Oklahoma Crimson. Okay, so I'm going to be honest. That eliminates them from this conversation right now. Uh, If you name a color after yourself, a color as boring as burgundy, uh, you're off the list. You're off the list. (laughs) I haven't seen burgundy since my grandma's Oldsmobile. (laughs) So that leaves us now to Ohio State. They have red and silver. And Graham, what's cool about Ohio State's uniforms when I Googled them is that they still do the thing where they put stickers on the helmets of players when they do something good. I'm still wondering what it actually, like, how, what are they? Well, it's probably like, hey, you didn't let the NCAA catch us when we paid you to come to school here. <laughs> you get a sticker. You kept our hush money under hush. Yeah. You helped that girl get an abortion. Sticker. It's also the only reason I know what a Buckeye is. That's true. Um, my grandpa used to bring us Buckeyes because he was from Columbus, Ohio. Isn't that where... Oh, no. I was thinking that was where Drew Carey was from, but that's Cleveland. <laughs> Basically the same thing. If you've been to <laughs> Cleveland, you've been to Columbus and vice versa. I hear it rocks. Uh <laughs> And then Clemson is orange, which is, uh, of all the colors, probably my least favorite color after Oklahoma crimson. I'm going to give you another reason to hate Clemson. Okay, what's that? Not only is their color orange, their secondary color is purple. Yeah, they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> that's a rough, rough color rough. combo. Yeah, that's rough. It's it's really led us down to now we're at LSU, they're purple and gold, and Ohio State, red and silver. Um, for me, it's a no brainer, Ohio state, red and silver, I think is a great choice. Um, I like the sticker aspect. I would be thinking throughout the game. If I was forced to watch an Ohio state game, what could I do to earn a sticker on my hat? Um, I think that's the right choice. Put a Buckeye on it. Put a Buckeye on it. Now the last thing, go ahead. What were you going to say? Sounds like an ad for like a furniture store. Come on down and put a Buckeye on it. (laughs) That could be our first hashtag that our fans use. (laughs) Hashtag put a Buckeye on it. (laughs) (laughs) If you listen to this and you tweet hashtag put a Buckeye on it, um, you can come on our show. We got the largest selection of Copenhagen furniture. (laughs) Put a Buckeye on it. You're going to need a new lazy boy. Come put a Buckeye on it. Recliners and sofas galore. Come put a Buckeye on it. <laughs> there's um, there's really nothing that I wouldn't want to put a Buckeye on. 
Yeah, tell me, tell me something that wouldn't. You could. Oh man, I can't even think of anything. Yeah. The last question I considered was if I were to really get on this bandwagon hard and was going to go to one of these places that uh, one of these four schools to, to see my, my favorite school play their favorite game, um, what kind of food would I be eating in those cities? So LSU is Louisiana State University. Louisiana, that's Cajun and seafood. Um, mm. I can't think of anything that goes better than Cajun people and seafood. <laughs> Maybe peanut butter and jelly. That's about it. Spaghetti and meatballs. Hot dogs and buns. <laughs> <laughs> Boiled hot dogs and steamed buns. Um, Oklahoma. I have no idea what food they're famous for. So Maize. Maize. Uh, it might be sunflower. I remember when I drove through Oklahoma as a child on family vacation, Oklahoma had a lot of sunflowers. Carbon dioxide, cows maybe. Um, Horse Ohio. Meat. <laughs> yeah, you see that stallion over there? He'll be dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Leanest protein in the country. <laughs> What's your favorite part of the horse? <laughs> I like to chew on a hoof. <laughs> I like to make a mane out of the mane. <laughs> Put a buckeye on it. <laughs> Um, and then Ohio state, I was thinking about this originally. I wrote no idea what Ohio state is famous for aside from Buckeyes. But then I remembered that I believe Columbus or Cincinnati or Cleveland, one of those cities in Ohio invented both the chili three way and the chili five way, which Mm. for our listeners, if you're not familiar, chili three way is simply, um, some spaghetti noodles with chili and cheese on top, a five-way chili, spaghetti noodles, cheese, diced onions, another type of cheese. Quick Midwestern question. Yeah. What do you eat with chili? What is your side? Oh, great call. Um, I, I'm a traditionalist. I love cornbread. I can't go wrong with cornbread either, but you'd, not a true Midwesterner until you have cinnamon rolls with them. That's a great call. Um, I also used to be, so my dad grew up in a very small farming town, and they used to have the cornbread and bean festival every year. That sounds delicious. And it was legitimately so much fun. There were Ferris wheels every year, um, all the cornbread and bean-related products you could want. Did your local Ruritan club have a pancake fry every year as well? Absolutely. Don't forget about the uh, the men's group that would do a barbecue every year as well. The lodge. <laughs> yeah. Put a buckeye on it. Put a buck. Come on down. Put a buckeye on it and grab a pancake. <laughs> My grandpa was in most of those like local clubs. Yeah. And I he did pancake breakfasts, and then the other group of men that he was a part of, did a waffle breakfast, a Belgian waffle breakfast. So if you had to choose to only go to one, are you going to the pancake or the waffle? Belgian waffle. Interesting. I think I would too, but I think I like pancakes better. But a Belgian waffle is more unique. It's harder to find a Belgian waffle. I actually don't like pancakes, really. But I love waffles. That's crazy. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Um, side side note you- to all of this. 
is I think you and I, for an episode of the podcast, should join a men's group. I don't know if we're old enough, but I think we should try it. Yeah, I've always thought about becoming a Freemason. <laughs> I um I had one job when I when in between years of college where I filmed weddings and the coolest wedding I ever went to was at a like a men's lodge and all the picnic tables were lined with beer, pitchers of warm beer, um, probably Budweiser. And then instead of a chocolate fountain, they had a nacho cheese fountain. Naturally. Yeah. Um, also the greatest best man speech I've ever seen <laughs> is he said, he was talking about how the girl, she was married now. And if anyone in the audience had anything of hers, it was time to return them. And he walked up and dropped a pair of very scandalous undergarments in front of her. Everyone laughs. And then every man in there, probably 250 of them, walked one at a time dropping various undergarments in front of this poor, <laughs> mortified bride uh, whose grandparents were right in the front row. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's a long way of saying that for the city with the best food, I think by default I have to go with Louisiana State University. Yeah. So that puts us in a predicament because I have – asked three questions and I have three different answers. Graham, which one do you think I should choose? I will not speak for you. However, I do feel that I will personally be going for whoever wins between LSU and Oklahoma. I like them both. Okay. Well, I think I can eliminate Clemson because I didn't pick them for anything. Um, I didn't like their quarterback. I didn't like their uniforms, and I didn't like. Um, I, I still don't know where Clemson is, so uh, I, if I didn't told know you, what kind it of food. Wouldn't make the food situation any better. So that leaves us really with LSU, Oklahoma, Ohio State. I think I'm also going to eliminate LSU for a couple reasons. Number one, um, not a huge fan of purple and gold. Um, that's a lot of colors to look at. Um, secondly, nobody likes the person that picks the number one clear cut favorite. Um, it's kind of like a, it's a dumb move. Like it makes you look bad. So I'm not going to pick LSU. So I'm down to Ohio state with their cool helmets and put a Buckeye on it and Oklahoma with their underdog quarterback with a cool name and squats a thousand pounds. And really I'm in great shape because I could pick one team and they could lose and the other team could win and I'd still have a team to to root for. What's it going to be? I'm picking Oklahoma. (gasps) Boomer sooner. Um, It's, you know, it obviously doesn't have the pizzazz of put a Buckeye on it, but I think it's the right call for me. Minus the audacity of having their own color. So come on down. Put a Buckeye on it. Back hurting? You probably need a new mattress. <laughs> Have you ever heard the story of the princess and the pea? Come on down and put a buckeye <laughs> on it. <laughs> Looking for work after school? Come on down, put a buckeye on it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, every time the Buckeyes score a point, you get $100 off. Put a Buckeye on it. Put a Buckeye on it. Um, 
Okay, so I think I feel good about that. I have a team to root for in the college football playoffs. The other topic I think is really important that we cover today, Graham, and, and it's one that is near and dear to our hearts because you and I are two of the bigger baseball fans that I know in real life. Um, it is a baseball offseason, meaning that they aren't playing games right now, but players that have become free agents, they've gotten through their first contract and they can sign a contract with wherever they want, are signing gigantic, gigantic, multi-hundred million dollar contracts to play the game of baseball, which is slowly dying year over year. So in the past week, we've seen pitchers like Steven Strasburg and Garrett Cole each sign for over $250 million. Um, Steven Strasburg's teammate uh, signed with a different team. He plays third base. He signed for $275 million. Just a lot of money being thrown around. And the money part isn't what I'm concerned about. It's what they do with that money. So, Graham, if you were able to sign a gigantic contract similar to the one that you signed to host this podcast with me, what are some of the things you're going to use that money on? And let's assume because we're both just wonderful people, we're taking care of our family, like all that stuff's taken care of. So this is what frivolous purchases are you and I making? I once heard... Uh, the future Hall of Fame quarterback Tom Brady say that when he was pre-fame, he said, I just want to be rich enough to wear a new pair of socks every day. Wow. And I thought that was a great goal. Okay. I would love to just take my socks off in the middle of the day and just throw them away. And just put on a brand new one. Why not? What is your sock brand of choice? Ah, that's a good question. I used to be a pretty loyal Nike's guy, but okay, I just found these uh, Adidas socks, and they're the most comfortable things I've ever put on my feet. Wow! And you've put a lot of thing on your feet. Oh, you know it. <laughs> um, I'm Some a unmentionables. I'm a whatever is the bulk pack of socks at Costco. That's usually what I go for. Usually Puma. Yeah, they are Pumas right now. Uh, strange you knew that. Um, <laughs> but that's a great choice. Um, I think the first thing, and I, I jotted down a couple ideas, but the, the first thing that comes to mind, and you and I have talked about this before, a, a second idea for a YouTube channel we had was to put a hidden camera on one of those Coke Freestyle machines. <laughs> I think I would pick a Coke Freestyle machine. <laughs> be a nice would you put it out in public so that people could use it or would you yeah, just have and it? Yeah, I would no, I would put it in probably a fairly upscale retirement home. <laughs> because I once was at um it's not PF Chang's but it's the other place that they own. Like the quick Asian place. I can't think Payway? of what the Payway. I was at a Payway and I think this is why we originally talked about how funny Coke freestyle machines are because this guy who's probably 70 was hitting the machine and he's like, I just want a diet Coke, (laughs) (laughs) which if you've ever used a Coke freestyle machine, it's this big red machine with uh, a touch screen on it and it has every drink imaginable on it. And you simply just touch what you want. And if you want flavor added to it, you can. So if I want a cherry diet Coke, I can get it. If I want a orange Powerade, Boom, same machine, can get it. Uh, Older people, though, tend to get fairly frustrated with these machines. It's it's just like 
it operates kind of like an iPad, but it's not as user friendly. Yeah, it's not. And there's so many choices. Like I think you're kind of paralyzed by it. Like every time I use one, I go between two two obvious choices. I first look at Mr. Pib Extra, and I'm like, well, do I want Pib Extra? Yeah, I think I do. But then I see it down in the corner, and it's something you don't run into that often. Mellow Yellow. Ooh. Everybody who knows us knows that Mountain Dew is our favorite soda. It is. And Mellow but Yellow is like a cousin of Mountain Dew. I will not turn down a Mellow Yellow if I'm offered one. Now, the other thing that's on there that you and I um, at one time drank so much that we got stomach aches from, Grapefruit Fanta. I have yet to find a freestyle machine with the grapefruit flavor. Well, you're not looking hard enough, my friend. <laughs> They're I've out there. To, I've go to Five Guys. Go to Payway. That's the only places I know that has a freestyle machine. I've However, seen them. I, that, I, I, that has nothing to do with this. But, yes, Grapefruit Fanta is one of the greatest sodas of all time. Didn't it used to be something else? Previously known as Citra. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, I thought it was seven up upside down, nope. otherwise known as DNL. Yep. But no, it was Citra. So I would buy a Coke freestyle machine. I'd put that, I'd put one for me just right in my living room. Um, because if I'm a professional athlete, nothing would be better for me than to start drinking just copious amounts of Coke freestyle. <laughs> I would like to see the Pepsi brand equivalent of the Coke freestyle machine. Is there such a thing? There has to be. I'm going to I'm going to google it as we we talk. Um because I can think of some almost raunchy flavors of Mountain Dew that I would love. Like um, why not grapefruit Mountain Dew? How about That's just so much citrus. How about grape Mountain Dew? Graham, I have great news. There is a machine out there called the Pepsi Spire, S-P-I-R-E. Okay. And it has all of the Pepsi. Ooh, find a Pepsi Spire near you. This is the content people want on an audio medium is us Googling where to find a Pepsi Spire near us. Um, The website isn't quite working, but find Pepsi. Um, Wherever I have a feeling one of those new swanky Taco Bells. Oh, could be. There's two in Iowa. Uh, naturally, it's good. It to just know. has Mountain Dew in it. <laughs> uh, okay, Oregon. Let's look up yours first. Okay. Uh, Salem, Salem. Okay, Portland. A Dairy Queen in Portland. Oh shit! It's on Southeast Division Street. Okay. Do you know, know where that, that is. is? I do. I could, okay. You're telling me I could get a flamethrower and experience a Pepsi Spire all in the yeah. same place? Yeah, I think you can. Um, Shit. That looks to be the only one in the greater Portland area. Oh, no. Uh, the Penn State University Viking Food Court. Oh, that's not Penn State. That's uh, Portland State. PSU. It literally says Penn State. Probably because somebody put PSU and it got translated to Penn State. Of course. Because Port- Penn State is not here. To my knowledge. So those are two places in the Portland area. I think you're going to have to go to the Dairy Queen one. I know where I'm going this week. Um, and Quick just kinda, question. Yeah. 
is the chicken sandwich from Popeye's still around or is that? It is. And it is delightful. It's so okay. good. I know we talked about it. I have not I, yet been able to make it to a Popeye's. I actually tried to get one uh, last weekend and they were sold out again. I was pretty disheartened about that. The one I'm planning on going to is kind of out in the middle of nowhere. So I'm hoping okay, good. That it's not very busy. Do, do I ask for anything special? No, I would just recommend you get one of the original and one of the spicy. Try them both. So if I just walk up and say I want a chicken sandwich, they'll know what I'm talking about? They'll know what you're talking about. All right. Um, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm looking up this week. I'm looking up Texas right now. Um, I don't see any in Austin. Big surprise. But I see a lot in the rest of Texas, which is great because I'll be able to go to one. Most of them are weird places, though. Interesting. Well, I'm going to change my answer. I would buy a Pepsi Spire. Okay, that's fair. Because, well, I think it looks like the Coke Freestyle has more options. The Pepsi Spire has Mountain Dew, which we've both confessed our gigantic love to Mountain Dew for quite some time. If I had to give up Mountain Dew or meat, I would probably give up meat. Yeah, I think I would too. Um, so the next thing I thought about buying if I were to get a gigantic contract is, are you familiar with the website Cameo? No. Okay, why don't you go ahead and pull that bad boy up while we're talking. Okay. Cameo.com? Um, or? I think it's .com. It might be a .info. I'm not sure. But Cameo is oh, a website. <laughs> Cameo is a website where you can pay any as low as $5 all the way up to several hundreds, if not thousands of dollars, to have a minor celebrity say whatever you want. So if I wanted to send you a birthday greeting from the wrestler D'Lo Brown, I could do that. Ooh. A lot of people on there. Um, I remember saying Brett Favre was like $2,000, which I don't know who's buying that. Jeremy I'm more interested. Pee Wee Herman. How much is that? Let's see. Let's book Pee Wee Herman here. <laughs> uh, book now for $250. That seems fairly reasonable, I guess. He's looking rough. Yeah. he. I mean, he's old. Uh, the guy that plays uh, Todd Packer from The Office. Okay, of course. David Ketchner. Uh, I wonder how much he is. $200. How do you feel about that? Seems like a good value. I was going to look at... Um, I was going to so browse... So you would spend money on this. What would you... I'm going to look at some of the athletes that are on there. Um, just out of curiosity. The guy who played the soup Nazi on Seinfeld. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Graham, guess who I can get a shout-out for for only $40? How much? Who? Buff Bagwell. Oh, man. Let's see. I'm going to sort price high to low. Oh, I think you're doing that wrong, my friend. I think you want to go. No. Filter I price? I see the most expensive, arrogant people. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner is the most expensive. Oh, boy. How much? $2,500. Yikes. So for $2, Graham, we can can get a cameo from, um, I don't know who this is. This guy's name is Grant Holt. 
And it says, I'm not the soccer player. I'm just a dude. That's only $2. <laughs> How about Chris Harrison for six hundred dollars? Either of the Wayans brothers for a thousand dollars? We can get the football player. His name is Crank for only five dollars. There's some good athletes on here. Brian Erlacher. Gary Payton. The glove. Jim Brown, Brett Favre, he'll send you a picture of his penis. <laughs> and his Levi's. Mariano Rivera, Terrell Davis, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Troy Aikman. I wonder if Joe Buck is on here. Maybe we can give him a piece of our mind. <laughs> I want Joe Buck to say that he sucks. Gary Busey at a... At a cheap 350 that feels like it's going to be worth it oh man i'd give him an extra tip the guy oh my gosh stanley from the office have you ever seen the youtube videos with the batting stance guy yeah he's only 15 dollars. oh bruce buffer a man who is known for his voice is only two ninety nine. You could get Jose Pujols. It almost sounds like Albert Pujols for only twenty dollars. Ooh. Pee Wee Herman two fifty. I think this would be a worthwhile investment. I would spend so much money on this website. I would pay Stormy Daniels two hundred fifty dollars to say that she gave the president a blowjob. She probably did more than that, but yeah, that's a good starting point. Randy Jackson's looking thin. <laughs> looking thin. Cesar Milan. <laughs> Is Cesar Milan really on there? Jace, you have to be the pack leader. <laughs> <laughs> have you? Bidot does not respect you. <laughs> I train, what does he say? I train dogs. I rehabilitate humans. <laughs> I rehabilitate people. Yeah. I know you're not a big South Park guy, but have you seen the episode of South Park where Caesar Milan trains Cartman? No. It's incredible. <laughs> because Cartman keeps making all of his like babysitters run off. And so his mom hires Caesar Milan and he does that to Cartman. <laughs> and it's so funny. I have... Uh, the one for you. Okay. This one is going to seem like an incredible value to you. Yeah. Because you're such a big fan. Yeah. For a measly $202, you can have actor Corey Feldman say something. Wow. What a great website, though, because really it's a win-win. It's a win-win for people looking for entertainment. And then it's also a win-win for some of these celebrities that don't have a whole lot of cash coming through. Yeah, I can't imagine that Billy Baldwin really has uh, heavy influx of dollars. They had one that kind of blew up on the internet a few weeks ago where Sugar Ray, um, the actual Sugar Ray, Mark McGrath, um, broke up with, like someone paid, this girl paid him to break up with her boyfriend. (laughs) 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 
And it was it was really funny because he seemed genuinely uncomfortable. Um, it was good. Hell? I don't know. Something fail. Um, it was really funny. So you can get him for $150, apparently. Well worth it. He's probably jacked his rates up since everything happened. You can get uh, the guy that plays Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore. Yeah. You know what's great about that, though, is he actually goes by Shooter McGavin. <laughs> It's like no one's gonna know me if I don't use Shooter McGavin. Yeah, um, that makes sense. So I think, I think I would spend if I just got two hundred seventy-five million dollars, I'm easily spending between thirty and fifty thousand dollars on cameos. Oh yeah, I'm gonna send one to everyone I've ever met. I'm just dying to pay the boss to say something. You know what we could do when we open our furniture store in Columbus. We could pay our cameo people to say, well, put a Buckeye on it. Put a Buckeye on it. Um, the other thing that I thought I would buy if I had a lot of money and I had done the good things of donating to charity and taking care of family members and all that fun stuff is I would buy a professional wrestling ring. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what I would do with it other than like run around it, but I absolutely would buy one. How else are you going to get to the uh, Backyard Wrestling League that you've always wanted to start? You're right. Um, it's a it, it's a necessity. It's a business expense at that point. <sighs> you could host um, you could host the Gathering of the Juggalos there. I could. Um, our proud sponsor this week. Is there anything, Graham, you would pay for uh, that we haven't mentioned? Hmm. I would probably have to purchase some kind of a restaurant. Okay. Are you thinking like fast casual, uh, casual, I, casual? I would probably buy a Chipotle. Okay. I was going to suggest that you may buy a Dairy Queen. Eh, that's true. I think I don't know really anyone that loves Dairy Queen as much as you do. It's been a while. It's been You're a long. diehard queener. That's what I've always said. <laughs> people people see you and they're like oh there goes that guy that loves steamed hot dogs oh there goes and that then queen again they'll say there goes that queener there's a guy who loves nathan's <laughs> so right, come puts, on down and put a buckeye on it <laughs> um i think it it's just crazy that baseball continues to pay baseball players as much money as they do for a sport that feels like its popularity is kind of dwindling a little bit. Yeah, the salaries just keep going up and up. Really what you should do is um force if, you know, force all of your children to start playing baseball. It seems like a good investment. Yeah, cuz it's not really that expensive to get people into it too. You no, teach much. them how to pitch. Yeah. Just dig a hill in your backyard. He'll have a job for the next 40 years if he learns how to throw a knuckleball. Yeah, and make him throw a 1,000 pitches a day or until his arm falls off. Or both. Or both. Ideally both, so he can throw with both arms. So come on down. And put a Buckeye on it. <laughs> I think with that, that, there's really no other way to wrap up this episode than to put a Buckeye on it. I'll see you at the Gathering of the Juggalos. You will see us there. Um, you'll know it's us because we will be drinking Grapefruit Fago 
Fago, the preferred soda brand of Juggalos. Whoop, whoop, whoop.